Welcome to Charm the Water. My name is Aaron David. Uh, this is Day of Mercury. Just to make a note of it, I'm not go into any great detail, but uh, last night, uh, Kelly Gasp awake and she described a shadow figure that had turned itself into a small blanket and was hovering over the bed. And, uh, you know, I felt a bit uncomfortable last night before going to bed. I guess anxious, anxiety, terror, not quite panic attack, but it's not generally how I feel going to bed. It was just kind of intense. And, uh, this was yesterday, uh, or the day before what I kind of pair with that uh, is the ghost box session I did several episodes that was directed at the Saturn spirit the woman, the veiled woman with no body no face just a body length veil and a head with grey weird teeth Uh, if you look up Jacob the Carpetbagger on YouTube, this was a day or two ago I was uh, seeing to mom and I heard this weird as hell music I look up on the TV, it's Jacob the Carpetbagger's YouTube, and he's recording, he's videoing some puppet show, and in the puppet show there are two spiders, and there's this arched back Saturn spirit, like Kelly described, like when she would look at this woman, the back would arch up like a cat, that's what this puppet looked like. And the music was so weird and it was so surreal just like looking up and seeing this on (laughs) it sticks with you you know when your wife your partner wakes you up out of bloody just screaming bloody murder in the middle of the night you've been fast asleep and then she describes a vision like that it's gonna stick with you a while and then you go do ghost box sessions trying to talk to the Saturn spirit so uh, to note you know in uh, is it Trithemius or Agrippa I've forgotten which one Uh, but one of them lists a black what is it let me see I sent this to Kelly uh, after she sent me the thing about this morning a, a shadow figure that had morphed itself into a blanket and was floating like a magic carpet above the bed last night in response I sent her um, it's either Trithemius or Agrippa I've forgotten which one I just took a screenshot it's the shapes familiar to the spirits of Saturn and one of the particular forms is a black garment so uh, there's that and uh, I don't know I do feel like I feel like this Saturn spirit correlates to my mom and where she's at you know in her journey right now and uh, you know I'm not sure I'm just not sure uh, I, I gone, I've gone back and I've listened to that ghost box, the, the one where I'm asking questions, not the one where I don't. I've listened to it almost every night, except last night. And I hear more things in it. And 
I can see a lot of people being like, okay, Aaron, you're losing your marbles. But really, um, ghost box voices take a lot of practice to be able to hear. Kelly cannot hear the stuff that I hear. That's because I've gone back over it 20 times, listening extraordinarily intensely. And I do that because the voices you hear aren't exactly like radio voices. If they're overt and very audible, many times they'll sound deadpan, just dead, just almost mechanical. And that kind of, that's pretty creepy, but the other time they'll be more in the background white noise. And, you know, you could say that I'm matrixing, I'm audio matrixing there. Um, But once I pick it up, it's just very clear to me. And every time I go back to listen to it, uh, no matter how hard I'm or not I'm listening, I will hear it once I've heard it. It's just very difficult. They're, They're not like normal voices and they're using a lot of times they're very subtle and they're using background white noise. Uh, that's my take on it. And so I've gone back over that session where I was trying to talk to this Saturn spirit, this woman that Kelly saw, that's a faceless head with teeth, with body length veil. And, uh, you know, I get very creepy vibes, but also some sexy vibes. I don't know what the fuck's going on with this. I chalk it up to being a Saturn spirit myself. I don't know what. I I think it has to do with my mom and her journey and where she is in hospice and stuff. You know, it is getting very intense around here. And it's just my life is one big Saturn. I was going to say roller coaster, but that wouldn't be right. It's more like a midnight graveyard tour. Which is exciting for some people, I suppose. It's like if Eeyore did a midnight graveyard tour. You couldn't possibly get excited in that. Uh, feels good just to, just to take a big breath sometimes. So today being day of Mercury, um, the first trade is now taken. And I did not expect it to be in USD CAD, but that was what was in the news. Bank of Canada economic news calendar. And that's what it ended up being. So, you know, it's just kind of that not trying to think too much. But I always uh, think about the lake in Hyrule. I can't remember what it's called. But it was the fishing lake in Hyrule that Link could go to and just like chill out and fish for however long you want to. Uh, It's like that. You're just kind of going and sitting and uh, just sitting and waiting. And every now and then a goldfish will come up and spit up a few coins into the air. And if you're quick enough, you can catch them. like that you know you're just sitting there waiting for opportunity it's very meditative and it can be absolute hell if 
if you let it, but if you master yourself, it's fantastic. So let me look at the trade right now just to see where we're at. I haven't looked at it in a while. I'm out of the stage of having to look at it all the time. Um, We came within, when this thing hit, when these liquidity injections happen around these news catalysts, uh, the momentum is just cyclopean, catastrophic. I mean, this is, Forex, foreign exchange is a global market, just enormous. All of these banks uh, ex- doing all of these deals on their deals all day, every day, <laughs> moving massive amounts of money around, exchanging. You know, with the oil news that hit today, um, you know, Canada is is like fifth in oil. So their economy is so tied to oil. And uh, the oil news affects Canadian dollar, which affects U.S. dollar. All three of those have correlation. And we got news on all three. So if you look at a chart, a daily chart, or smaller it'll look even more if it, if you look at it on a 5 minute chart it'll look like uh the death ray from the death star has shot down <laughs> it's just crazy uh it's over a 300 pip move uh, and it it just comes in like like the death star death ray like you know get the hell out of the way and if you're in the way of it, it'll just destroy you. Your your stops won't even trigger. It's moving so fast. Uh, it won't will not even trigger your stops sometimes. And you're just royally screwed. Uh, and that's what everybody fears. FTMO, you once you get a live account, you cannot trade news. And that's very logical. Uh, my strategy is waiting for it to happen. Uh, and waiting for a very specific level. That level was hit on that news this morning, and that's where I got in. And it's a very good spot, I think, Um, unless we continue down from there. (laughs) Then it would be a good spot. But if... uh, Well, you just say, if that is the low... Um... And for the rest of the week, let's say for two weeks, let's say for three weeks, we come up from there. That could be the challenge in that single trade. But that's, you know, that's like, uh, that's like, um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of some crazy football metaphor, but I don't even know how to play football. I can't throw a football. And I have, uh, I have trauma attached to baseball, so I, I just should stay away from... I do, I still think about Little League. I wake up with these traumatic things that happened in Little League. Like, if you... I swear to God, don't get me on this. <laughs> oh, my God. What the hell? Uh, I did. I woke up thinking about Little League, and I was, like, angry at my dad. And then I was like, I can't be angry because if I had children, I realize 
how valuable time is and how valuable getting them where they can grow early. What did not happen with me, my dad was trying to do that with weightlifting and with baseball and some other things. And uh, I just, you know, triple Capricorn, man. I was not having it. I very much had my own ideas of what I wanted to be doing, which looked like what I'm doing now. I mean, I spend the day up until 11 a.m. at the trading desk. I'm in a room just sitting at a desk, which pretty much is what everybody doing is doing unless you're doing manual labor or on your feet or whatever. Lots of people are sitting at desk all day. Uh, me, I like it. Uh, and I have a weight bench in there. Weight training is something that kind of stuck around. Sort of. It helps with uh, getting rid of stress, definitely. So if you if you find yourself stressed out and anxious, it's like work some of that out. Takes Take on a martial like physical activity and just just work it out man so uh yeah 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 it's like lit, it's like sitting around the fishing lake at uh in Zelda Ocarina of Time where you're Link I can't remember the name of the lake but you, you just you know just sit there and chill wait wait for the fish man it's wonderful and hopefully we've hooked one you know, you don't know. Once you do hook one, you can't be certain you're going to reel it in. It might get off the hook. Fishing metaphors, I can use those. I don't like to fish. I mean, man, you're, it's just weird to me. Like, what if we just like, can you imagine doing that with birds? Like hooking them with hooks in their mouths and like pull them out of the sky? It just seems like something like I don't want to be doing <laughs> If I had to, if I was starving. But otherwise, it's fun as hell in Zelda. And there's like a fish fishing RPG on Game Boy, I remember. And, uh, oh yeah, the fishing in, uh, I think there's fishing in Harvest Moon. And of course there's fishing in Animal Crossing. So, uh, yeah, I enjoy all of those types of fishing. Not so much the, uh, what is it? Like uh, brick and mortar fishing? Whatever. Real world fishing? Not so much. Uh, I do enjoy treasure fishing. So this is Day of Mercury. I have my uh, talisman from the Veritable Key of Solomon. I went to Goodwill one day, a long time ago, and found some camping like pots and pans and stuff and there this the talisman on the back I made sure to cut it out in a circle with this on the back it says superior quality heavier weight pure aluminum and it looks like probably 1960s American manufacture going from the font uh, and so I got my talisman on the other side etched into it and it's a talisman for uh, games of chance Wednesday under Mercury so I, I find it 
interesting that this ends up being the day that, you know, the first trade happens on the challenge. And, uh, that's definitely a game of chance. May try a poker tournament later tonight. Uh, other than that, I went to the post office. Of course, you know, that means I stopped by Goodwill. And let me find the name of these. Uh, I had it a second ago. These are Swindler Rollerblades made in Italy and a size 12. They're from the 90s. A size 12 sold for $149.95 plus $34.65 shipping. I found a pair size 7. And so I'm hoping at least a hundred. There was a second pair, size 12. Those are the only two that it came back and completed, sold. They were listed for 249 plus 5675 shipping. And it's crossed out the price, meaning a best offer was accepted. So these seem to be rare vintage rollerblades. And uh, other than that, I found a uh, super cool and rare. There's something sort of like it, but not exactly like it online. It's a, I guess, brass, um, fairly large, like a little bit bigger than your hand, I guess. I'm not sure what inch. Uh maybe like eight or nine, I don't know, possibly 10, I'm not sure, uh, it's a Tibetan singing bowl, and it's got the five wisdom Buddhas sitting on the bottom inside of the bowl in the shape of a pentagram with like the sun symbol in the middle of them, and it's got, uh, other like panels inside, in, wall of the bowl and then the outside is like hand painted and Kelly the first thing she said was oh it looks like the symbols on your knife which that's a long story in of itself but she's talking about my magical daga which came we came by in a very peculiar way (laughs) it's a long story it's in an old episode Um, so yeah, 90s rollerblades. I swear to God, I cannot walk into that Goodwill a single time. I'm not going to say that because I don't want to ruin it. But all I know is I'm going to keep taking my talismans and walking in that Goodwill. That's all I know. Uh, and I'm probably going to keep that Tibetan singing bowl. I don't know. It's just so cool. And um, it's just so cool. I think I'll keep it. And Uh, add it as an implement to my uh, ritual stuff perhaps start and end ritual by a a gong on the Tibetan singing bowl with the five wisdom buddhas in a pentagram I mean how cool is that it's awesome that's why I love rummages I don't like places like Habitat for 
humanity because they're so well organized. But you go in these places like essentially Goodwill because they have a new person working that started like three days ago every time I go there. They're very disorganized. I mean, I think of the manager, I see him like every time in there. But they don't organize the stuff. Like, they don't go through it that well. The employees aren't supposed to shop there. And so, you find some excellent treasures. Excellent treasures. And I, my game has changed. Man, I'm making money just since I was, I was like, all right, we're going to... We're gonna um, we're gonna make up the FTMO money challenge money, flipping stuff, reselling uh, on eBay, and I'm going to you know just show how I do that. I'm gonna show it on YouTube, and then you know we'll hit that FTMO thing and we'll forget Goodwill. Well, that plan is not. I'm not really documenting my finds anymore on YouTube, I may, I don't know, it's kind of like, I've gone like three or four things, and I've been listing and selling without doing that, and it's just kind of now, I'm like, man, I'm stopping in there as often as I can, because every time I do, I come out of there with a ridiculous return, so that's just kind of continuing as a side hustle um, that I'm kind of quietly doing on the side now. Which is nice. It's nice to have uh, things to distract from, you know, the stress of the other thing. Uh, so, basically, that's that's what's going on. It's very much colder weather here in the Appalachians. All the tourists are headed here because it is really, the leaves are really at their... Uh, you know, doing what they do, throwing off them colors. So people come up and uh, go on the Blue Ridge Parkway. I was thinking as I was driving, I would like to do that myself. Uh, So hopefully Kelly and I can just take a day for ourselves here soon and go up on the parkway. And it's extraordinary up there. It is absolutely amazing. It's so beautiful. And just it's not like you're in the same realm any anymore. It's like you go up into this divine realm that's away from city, away from people, away from all these people selling all this stuff. <laughs> away from all the noise and um, it, all you see are the mountains. And it, you can be there and like, you know, 15 minutes from where I'm at, from anywhere in Asheville, really, there's multiple, uh, entrances and exits, uh, to the parkway all up and down the, uh, eastern coast. So it's great. I should say northeastern coast, probably. And this is my little neck of it. Devil monkeys and all. And it's nice, even though this time of year, you know, the older you get, I think the more intense, like, you know, you're like, like, this Halloween stuff, it's not just all a kid's American marketing thing. You know, the older 
stuff begins to uh, bleed through a little bit. The older you get, uh, I think the more the more meaning all the holidays have. You see them not cynically. Maybe this is coming from trading too and me following time and season so closely as doing that as well with the magical stuff. But I don't know. I what? I, I guess I'm saying I used to be cynical about all of the holidays, but now I kind of see them through a seasonal lens and realizing, you know, one day I'll die and there I won't get to experience another fall season or another spring season or you know, and you you just kind of I guess mellow from cynicism begin to enjoy things then you die right when you right when you settle into accepting this is this is the reality <laughs> you know what if you know down in the womb the abyss you know all of these powers are working uh, all of these powers of spirit are working to manifest the universe the stars uh planets, you know, our little solar system and, uh, you know, this planet and all that's living here, which makes us really unique. And, you know, this is as good as it gets. They've given us everything they can give us. And the rest of it's up to us. I mean, we've been given a world And how good it is, is up to us. And I think it's a shame that, you know, we don't learn that from childhood. There's all of this other illusion and just, you know, learning experience that we have to go through. The initiatory experiences we have to go through. And when we get much older, you do become wiser uh, in in some ways. It's unavoidable uh, because you've seen a lot and you've seen a lot of cycles. And uh, you just, with that comes depth of meaning. And with that comes wisdom. And uh, it's just a shame that those people, you know, like the... I think of this Native American, like, uh, I can't remember her name, but it was something that popped up on social media, and it was a thing she had written, and it was just sounding like the way she worded it, and the way she described nature and creation and our place in it, I I was like, God, you know, I wish I had grown up in her world, and that, you know, that can be a future, you know, it can be our future, uh, it's just, you know, there's a lot of work to it, and I'm sure people don't understand, like, what I'm doing, or why I'm focused so intently in the way that I am, uh, and I don't fully understand it, all I know is it is exactly where I'm supposed to be, that's the only thing I know for certain and what I make of it is on me 
Like, if I fail miserably, um, it's on me. You know, some things in nature fail. Uh, some babies are born and, like, uh, they just die or, you know, there's all kinds of weird things that happen in the animal kingdom. <laughs> I've seen rabbits eat their young. I've seen some stuff. Uh, you know, it's, it's just, it's pretty, it's pretty hard for us to stomach uh, being as removed from nature as we are. You know, I think of that damn Dune movie again and the Fremen and how adjusted and in relation they were to the desert. And that's just not the case with us in our world. But the great thing is that there are people like us and there are people like Frank Herbert who want to share in his vision and present it that way. And you know, that's what all this great science fiction does is present this future world to us. Unless it's dystopian science fiction. It's not so such a you know. Not so great. <laughs> Alright. I think uh I think it's six PM so I think I better see what Kelly's doing. She should be off work, hopefully. And we're going to think about something to eat. And we've got the Asian session coming up around 8 p.m. And what was the other thing I was going to do? Oh my God. See, this is why you got to write to-do list. I got to write a to-do list that says write a to-do list. Those will keep you straight. My phone, I cannot do it. I I mean, it's just, I don't click it. I don't use it. I'm looking at it right now. Reminders. I just, man, I got to have a piece of paper. All right. Until next time. Until next time.